You see? Now you're getting me in trouble. That's what happens when you talk to humanoids. Always trouble. I'm sorry, but I've got to get back. To Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney, from the parks to movies, collectibles, and a whole lot more. I'm Jennifer. I'm Astromech Zen. And I'm confused. What was that? (laughs) That's from Star Tours. Oh, was it really? That's why you said Astromech. Yeah. Oh, There's There's that little droid when you're waiting in line, and he's supposed to be working on stuff. Okay, Astromech Z-E-N. I see. Ooh. Okay. Well, fine. Okay. For our new listeners, I'll introduce myself. I'm David, and I'm confused. <laughs> All right. That works. All right. Well, today's show is extra exciting because it's our first listener-requested topic. So a huge thank you to Chelsea for suggesting that today we talk about our favorite attraction soundtracks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. It's pretty impressive how the Disney parks managed to engage all of your senses across its lands and attractions, from pumping out the smells of fresh treats on Main Street to the sound effects and music that help bring everything around you to life. Today, thanks to the awesome suggestion from Chelsea, we're going to be talking about our favorite attraction soundtracks. So, who wants to go first? You're up, David. I'm up? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that works. like pushing me into the deep end. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I want to talk about Space Mountain. Ooh. And I don't want to talk about Ghost Galaxy, and I don't want to talk about Hyperspace Mountain, because <laughs> that credit for specifically Hyperspace Galaxy goes to John Williams and not the sound designers and composers for Space Mountain. But... I think taking soundtrack along with sound design, I think there might not be a better sound design in all of Disney roller coasters, potentially even the rest of the Disney rides, just because it is so cool, techno, <clears throat> mysterious, mm-hmm. like theremin kind of thing. Um, and the soundtrack when you're actually on the coaster is just amazing. Yeah. I, I like that it goes with the ride. It goes with, exactly. Yeah. It goes with the ride. It's definitely, sometimes I'll admit it can feel a little bit like it's dated, just a little bit. Because it does feel a little bit like it was pulled straight out of the 80s. Yeah. But. With that being said, the 80s is cool, and I like it. It was... When did that one come out? 2005, I think? No, it's not. I was there the first time around. Not so cool. (laughs) Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. All right. Bad cars. Questionable haircuts. I mean, the haircuts were definitely questionable. (laughs) The music was something else. (laughs) The music was something else. But here's the thing. When you're someone like me, you can look back on it and just remember the good stuff and not remember the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I'm just going to ignore you okay. <laughs> over here. All right. I think, yeah, 
I think that Space Mountain has a case for the best soundtrack of a right. Wait, didn't we? Did we do something like this on the Main Street UCI Awards? I don't think I we did. I don't think did. we did. Which, I mean, why didn't we think of this why before? Why didn't we do this? Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you yeah. for bringing this to our attention. I don't know why we didn't think of this. Yeah. Because I can definitely see myself talking about soundtracks to movies, but I don't know about... I I think this is... I never thought it is. Yeah. So. All right. All right. I'm going to go next. That's me. Yes, you. Because I have... Jennifer. I have two. And this is... Like, I love this topic so much because... Um, so, for one of them, one of them actually got me through when when I, I... Okay, so I really did not want to be at my job anymore, but I couldn't leave it yet. So, to get me through it, I listened a lot to the um, radio... Like, okay, when you're in line for the Jungle Cruise, there is the Jungle Cruise, like, radio spiel things that you hear. And they're really funny. They're kind of, like, early 1930s-ish, and it'll be stuff like, oh, if you see an alligator, beware, or help us name our crocodile, we are having a contest, or just random, like, little stuff like that. And then intermixed with that, there's little clips of different old real songs. And so... Just that kind of silliness and variation, and but it's still like a very like kind of subtle soundtrack. That kind of got me through a really terrible work day. You, you wait. You listen to like Disney ride soundtracks when you're not on the Disney rides. That's right. That's how you know. I, I have a ton I, of friends I, who I listen to Japanese animation soundtracks. <laughs> I think I, I don't think I ever would have pictured myself saying this, considering the kind of person that I was in high school. But nerd, I know, I know. But what's what's nice is even just <laughs> hearing those now when I go to the parks, I still love it. It's not like it diminished it to hear it so often. <clears throat> I'm not trying to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I know. I fully accept. <laughs> and then, so, but that's like a line so, when... So, hold on, hold on. So, when you were listening to it, mm-hmm. do they have like a remastered version of it? Or does it actually sound like it was recorded on a crappy, like, ribbon microphone? No, no, it's actually, it's really, it's it's nice and clear. Okay. I'll have to send it to you so you can you listen to should, it. You should, and we will so. post it on our social media. Yeah. So, yeah. there's that one. And then the actual ride one that I absolutely love is soaring over California. I just, like, anytime I hear that soundtrack, I'm just like, oh, I love this song so much. Is that the... We're going to make a musical. We'll make a Broadway no, no, musical. The, what is that? Wait, what is that one? Let me find it. I think maybe that's in line for it, but... May, I think it is. Let me see your song. I think that's in the, the actual, like, in the room after you're done. Mm. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to have to look this up because I am not well versed on all of this. I think that's the greatest thing sometimes about Disney ride soundtracks is it's so immersive that, Mm -hmm. you know, once you've heard it after a while. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you not love this music? It's so soothing. Yeah. So I think this is actually when you're in line. Let me forward it a little bit. Actually, my favorite part. That's when you're over the water. This part. Oh, I missed it. No. This This is the alpine skiing one, I think. 
No, I like the the part where um. That's is that the water when they're in the raft? Maybe I that's at the beginning. Uh, I, I like the part where you go over the, the orange they... groves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you see like the the oh. people on the horses and yeah, yeah, that part. It's all good. Okay. I need to listen to that now. Yes. Because if you didn't, it has such a nostalgic connection. That mm-hmm. one for me especially because I think we talked about on a podcast we did a couple of weeks ago that that was always one of the first rides that I went on whenever I was a kid so it has that nostalgic value for me I don't know do you think it would have any value to someone who's not a Disney fan beyond just being like elevator music it's beautiful it is no it is a beautiful composition don't get me wrong but I don't I don't know I think even the the new one, Soaring Over the World, like it's still good, but it just it doesn't hit that level. It doesn't scratch that itch. Yeah, is what we're saying. Yeah, you don't get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. So it's very new age-ish, ish kind of. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It just needs more um, bells or something. What? <laughs> <laughs> huh? No, new age. No, no, no. <laughs> No, you're not ruining my childhood. All right. You've done it once. You're not doing it again. Wow. All right. You're so I don't actually. Okay. So the pr- I'm thinking of rides. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that it's not necessarily music, but I like they do a lot of good. Jo- they do a good job on environmental um, ambient sound environments. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so um, lots of people don't realize. So like. Uh, Lots of times when we do these podcasts at the very beginning, you'll hear like some sounds that sound like they're coming from a park or one of the rides. Um, I I get to do those, which is fun, mm-hmm. and they are more than often more often than not they are not actually from the ride. Right. Um, we have to recreate them. If one time we did a paddle boat, I actually had to go find the paddle boat sound. I had to find water sounds, and then I actually did find a little bit of the soundtrack of of the bell that mm-hmm. I recorded when I was actually there, and I mix them all together. And then when you listen to them together as a group, you've always oh, sounds like you're on the you Mark feel Twain, like you're there. and. Disney does this so well on their rides. One of my favorites, and it's the newest ride at uh, Disney uh, Disneyland, is um, the Millennium Falcon, the Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. Um, you are when you go upstairs and you're cutting across that um, jetway or whatever, and you can see through the clear the glass, you can see the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. I recently was there, and there must have been a glitch in the computer system. And everything in the whole building shut down. So the lights actually dimmed almost to like emergency lighting. Wow. Um, like you could kind of hear the air conditioning. I think the air conditioning kind of went off and everything. And all of a sudden, it was dead silent. Hmm. And you never realize. Because when you're actually, if you're not paying attention, you hear this like this kind of yeah. low rumble. That low rumble is actually being piped in there via speakers. Wow. Yeah. Because that's like the, the Millennium Falcon kind of It's, like a, ge- it's like a generator yeah. hum. Yeah. So they have all that noise. Like, And then you have the random like um, from all the droids yeah, and these yeah. types of things. Yeah. Those are all being pumped in there. And people don't realize that, you know, when you're walking through there, it's just like it seems something like it's normal. Mm-hmm. But once it turns turns off, you go, oh, my God, this is silent as a tomb. Yeah. yeah. So that has got to be one of my favorite environmental mm. sound designs. I mean, of course, That's there's so many good ones. I mean, there's Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, yeah. you hear the 
banjo, you hear the water. Yeah. Um, ambient sound design is so difficult to do. I mean, well. I can, I, yeah, especially yeah. well. Yeah. I, I can say this because I've tried it and right. I know people that have done it and it's not easy. Right. And it's a completely thankless job mm-hmm. because as you are probably hinting at, if you do your job well, it's people invisible. aren't going to notice mm-hmm. that you've done right. anything at all. Yep. But if you don't do your job well, people are either going to notice that or if you don't do your job at all, then it sounds like a tomb. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and you can hear it in Star Tours. You hear, mm-hmm. hear the same kind of rumble. You hear... the. So the thing is that Disney, when you're actually in the ride queue, so many of them, all that environmental sound design is so well done that it's invisible. Mm-hmm. But it gets you into the mood of the ride before you actually get on yes. the ride. Yeah. It, it's like Agreed. an appetizer to the actual event. Yeah. yeah. And so, he's another really good one like that. Like, I think... Yeah. Same thing happened. It broke down and everything was silent and the lights went to full brightness. So that's yeah. how you know that, oh, it's broken. Yeah. I believe in yeah. Space Mountain, they do the same thing. There's a low rumble. Like you're, there's yeah. a generator yeah. hum. Generator hum. Yeah. And it's all artificial. They're piping it in there. So you feel like you're in a, well, mm-hmm. no one realizes this anymore, but you're supposed to be like in a spaceship. Yeah. Right. You know, so. You've been and, transported and somewhere. And the true yeah. stroke of genius for that is that all of that design that is being pumped in through the speakers meshes beautifully well with the natural sounds that are coming out of the brakes on the actual ride right. cars. Yep. Right, yeah. right. It's all mixed in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, have I told this story before? Which about one? sound design on Space Mountain? Uh-uh. Oh, you did. Well, I told it to you, it but I, have I said it on air? Do it again. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who uh, haven't heard it, Last spring, so spring of 2019, I took a sound design class at UCI, and our sound design instructor was a man by the name of Drew Dalzell, who specializes in theme park sound design. And one of the rides that he actually got to design when it was being built was Space Mountain. And so he got to do all the sound design for that. He got to fit all the speakers for that. And his favorite bit, he was telling us one class period, his favorite bit was when he was designing the point after you get your picture taken and as you're going through the re-entry point. So this Mm, is just as you're getting off the actual track and about to step off the ride. Mm -hmm. And if you don't pay attention, it's a little bit hard to miss, or it's, it's a little bit easy to miss, rather, because you'll hear a boom, 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 yeah, bam, yeah, 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 as you're going through the reentry point. Yeah. And the only way that uh, Drew was able to get that um, sound was to put oh, in yeah. like a, a few. Big sub subwoofer speakers. For, uh, for those who don't know, subwoofer speakers are speakers that record and reproduce low, sound at the lowest low frequency right. of human audibility. Mm-hmm. So he put in all of these speakers and he was like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And what he did was one day it was actually time to put those speakers in. And the way that they did it is they had the ride engineers work at one time and they had the sound team work at another time so that, you know, more stuff could get done and nobody was going to get in anybody's way. Mm -hmm. So he installed the speakers at that re-entry point 
And then his team went to dinner. And as they went to dinner, the ride engineers came in and they started looking at it and they're like, okay, well, let's do a, let's do a ride through of this. And he forgot to tell them about the speakers. <gasps> so as the, the cart is going through there, they hear boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and the ride engineers are like, <gasps> did we break? <laughs> they seriously thought there was like a multi car collision oh, in like man. the re entry point. And, <laughs> He was just like, whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I was supposed to kind of tell you about that, and I didn't. That's interesting, because I always thought that was the ride or, like, a ride mechanism or something. I, I didn't think it also that. aligns up with the braking, because yeah. it kind of... Because you, you it jo- adds you kind to of, it, yeah. it layers nicely. Right, with right, right, right. It. Oh, yeah, but a lot of that sound is made through speakers that are layered underneath the tracks, mm-hmm. and probably over them as well. If I had to guess, yeah, I don't know the ride design layout of Space Mountain, but huh. I would imagine that it's surround sound. That's very cool. Yeah, no, it's really fun. It was a really funny story, and uh, yeah, as long as we're talking about sound design. Mm-hmm. I want to give an honorable mention to Splash Mountain and Critter Country as a whole. Ah, yes. Splash Mountain. Talk about ambient sound design that just kind of puts you in the mood of the ride. Yeah. It's so gleeful. Except for the last part. I, I, you know, honestly, I really think that a lot of people get scared for that last drop. If you look it up, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Gleeful. How do you spell that? So I I, I really glee. think that people get scared for that last drop because of that music as you're leading up to it. Because it's so just like, oh, no. And it's so, like, terror-inducing. And the drop itself really is not that bad. It's kind of a nice slide. So I, I think you're right. I think, you know, that, that sound, that music really kind of puts you into the mood right. for I'm, I'm about to be terrified. Yeah, yeah, but the rest of it is happy go lucky. Do you have a yeah, runner yeah. up for sound or any music? Oh gosh. Cuz I don't know, it's really hard to There's so many that I like I really do listen to Disney soundtracks like nonstop. I even have they they have like CD collections that you can get. And I'll listen to all of those, too, even when I'm not in the park. Wow. So My sister is the same way. It's not just me. Wow. We, when we're going to Disneyland, kind of like you with the watching Disney movies on the way to the park. Sure. If I'm riding with my sister, then she'll play different soundtracks. Well, I'll throw out my, my runner-up. Okay. okay. Okay, so I already did the Star Wars, um, the, the the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy, they... When they were developing the ride, they integrated the music. Yeah. So when you, because the the movie's music, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this eighties some actually seventies soundtrack. Yeah. And so when they in when they built this ride, they integrated the music as part of the ride. Yeah. So that's what I really enjoy about that particular ride is they did such a good job, and it's seamless. You don't. I think once again. You don't notice it because you're you're having fun and you don't think about the music. You mm-hmm. just think about you're being in, you're enveloped in this experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, I don't know where I would have. I think Adventureland as a whole does a really good job because you get all those sound effects of different creatures and, and things like that that aren't actually in the the jungle, but it sounds like it. Or even mm-hmm. um, Indiana Jones, you hear like stuff shifting and things like that. So. Honorable mention to it is a small world. Hopefully, no. Chelsea, no. you're you're hoping for I'm this, joking. not just music. By yeah, way. I know. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So let us know what your favorites are, whether it's attraction music or even the ambient noises. What, which ones do you think do a really good job and which ones maybe not so good? Who knows? It's a small world. It's a small world. <laughs> you know? Hey, remember I said that's a place to torture people in like a previous Yeah, no, yeah. it's a great – well, unless no, you're no, a dad you, that's trying to get a nap in. No, no, no. The oh, that's version. a great place to take a nap. I know. You but what I'm saying is, but if you want to torch some, torture someone, you just keep them on that ride yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Anyways, You know what else I get stuck in my head is – um. The holiday version of Haunted Mansion, the nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. I get it stuck <laughs> in my head. But again, that also goes to Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's basically, actually, the interesting story. This is the last story I have, I promise, and then mm-hmm. we can kind of sort of wrap it up here. But uh, the first time that I took someone else on Small World was my girlfriend uh, that I took to Disneyland when I was going to out-of-town college auditions when I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun because she had never been to Disneyland, and so I got to go with her, and she wanted to go on Small World because it was one of the things that she was familiar with. Mm -hmm. And right as she got off it, she was like, you know, if they just lowered the key a couple of steps, it wouldn't be as annoying. <laughs> I think that was the most honest take of Small World I think I've ever heard. It's so small world. I was, yeah, I'm trying to picture that. It's, anyways. No, yeah. just a couple of steps, though. Not like kidding. a couple of octaves. <laughs> anyways, that's all the stories I have for this one. It yeah. sounded like the Seven Dwarves version. Of I know. I'm still trying to picture that. Yeah. I just, I can't. If you transpose music, (laughs) transpose the Small World song and send it to us. Why not? I can't think of it. So please help us out. Yeah. But for now, that wraps up this episode of Main Street UCI. Don't miss our next episode coming later this week. As always, if you enjoy our show, share it with a friend and help our podcast grow. You can find more UCI Division of Continuing Education podcasts at ce.uci.edu slash podcast or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Main Street UCI. And while you're there, send us a message from somewhere beyond. Ask us your questions or suggest a topic like Chelsea did. And you might just hear it on an upcoming episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll come back and hear us again real soon. Bye! Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye.